Andrew, 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 mm -hmm. Andrew. What? Right. Saying your name five times for no reason. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? You like Huey Lewis in the news? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. That's a bingo. Not the bird. No, not the button. I have had it with these monkey fight snakes on this Monday to Friday play. Milk was a bad choice. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Jake first, last. There is no try. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Stuff that dreams are made of. I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. It's not a tumor. You idiot. Hello, Poppy. Ask me about my wiener. My man. Welcome to Film Club. Now playing this week, 1992's Candyman. We got a lot of white movies that we've been watching lately. Just accidentally. No. Um, I mean, there we I are. I picked up Candyman because we are. We are exactly that demo. Um, but no, I did want to watch like something a little bit like outside of my comfort zone because it outside of my race. Um, <laughs> No, I wanted some. I wanted some. Uh, That's just some diversification. In the... Very interesting because Candyman actually gets flack because, despite having the black studio killer, there was a yeah. white director and white protagonist. Yeah. So it's interesting that you picked it's... it because of that, and it it gets flack for the opposite. I would also give it flack because it's absolutely not like it's not like a representation movie in the slightest because of like it still kind of like plays into like you know we have a white protagonist. And it has that like kind of like that white fear from like the 1950s mm -hmm. of like a black man going after a white woman, um, which was very I popular. Go on. Um, it was it was a very popular thing back in the day to use like to use like black people as like the monster in like old old timey movies. Um, Birth of a Nation, good good example. Um, good old zippity doodah. What, once they once they figured out that black people were actually people, <laughs> it's funny because um, 
that concern was actually also brought up by the studio and producers. And if you read the trivia of the film, the director actually met with the NWACP on the producer's behest. And when he got to the meeting, the NWACP said, we don't know why this meeting is happening. Why can't a black person be a serial killer? It's actually anti-racism to make that the cause. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's anti-racism to make, to make the, to not make the movie. <laughs> Or to have this meeting. Everyone, everyone can be serious. That was the beginning of like (laughs) being politically correct when this movie came out. Maybe. Um, I would say they just watched it. Consciousness, yeah. Because there was no consciousness in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Because that's kind of it. Like, that's kind of what like a lot of equality seems to be about, which is just kind of like just do the thing and like don't don't sign off. Like, don't have us like sign off on it, you know? Um, Unless like it's genuinely like a it's like a huge rampant issue which it can be um but so the reason why i actually picked this movie is because like i had never seen it before and over the last couple of years i've heard more and more about it it seems to have gotten like a little bit of a second wind in the last couple of years at least in the horror community and stuff like that um, the and then of course also, with, or the, the spiritual sequels was planned to come out in october Right. And then like, and Jordan Peele, like kind of is giving that like second life as well. Um, so I think a lot more people kind of like put some eyes on this movie and I'm really glad I picked it because I actually really enjoyed this and I really enjoyed watching it because I don't, yes, yes, it's a horror movie, but I would almost deem it more like a, like a horror thriller. Um, because it plays like, because it plays with like um, what's ah, what would be the word I'm looking for? I'm like looking for like psycho, kind of a psycho thriller. So like it kind of messes with the mind and. All I feel that like you're stuff. more scared for the protagonist, and you are actually scared yourself. Yeah, so it's like it, it works as a very good like supernatural drama. In addition yeah. to, uh, I think you have to stick it in the horror genre just because supernatural drama is so niche that it kind of encompasses it. But yeah, if you. Uh, Take out the jump scares of like, they make you like, oh, you're in a horror movie. We're going to the window. Oh, a dog's jumping out. Oh, uh, yeah. like there the husband jumps in the bed. No, no, but there were no. several in the beginning that aren't just aren't in a drama. Yeah, and, and it's just kind of creepy. And like the actor who plays uh, who plays Candyman is so good. Tony, Tony Todd, Todd, man. Tony Todd. Yeah, I fucking makes the love Tony Todd. Good. He's great. He's really good in this. Um, and Tony I Todd love... should have been like a leading man. Mm. Honestly. Oh, I would I agree like, with that. Actually, he's got you, that, he's got he's got presence. Despite no, the fact. he does. If you watch Night of the Living Dead remake, I'm telling you, like, I, it's Wait, such a ridiculous what movie. What character does he play? He plays. Oh, funny. Um, that's good. I, 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 that was so quick. Okay, I just okay. didn't even get it at first. Um, but he has such a presence in this like remake, and I don't know. It's just he's one of those actors that I just wish had kind of gotten. Blown up a little bit more. Yeah. So yeah. it's similar. You said that it's kind of a lot like how uh, Anthony Perkins never really blew up after Psycho. They right. are so good in this that mm-hmm. it actually is probably a detriment to their career overall. But then again, you go like, oh, well, they didn't take this. We never know about them. So there is that uh, balance that actors have to do. So yeah. And it's another like, thing too, I never, I've never seen. I don't think I've seen another um, Tony Todd movie, or if I did, he was a bit character and I didn't know of him. But um, the, like his I think fucking he was in, voice uh, in this. Um, 
fuck, what the hell is it called? Oh, no, I can't think of it. Forget it. I'll come, it'll come back to me. It'll come back to you. Tom <laughs> Hardy. Oh. That, uh, that's all I know. Oh, Minotaur. The Minotaur. Really bad sci-fi film. Ah, no, I, I must have missed that one. He's uh, also the B commander in The Crow. Oh, okay. What's funny is um, I saw this I at a very young age. And I, because of that, I got him and the actor from The Fifth Element confused. Oh, uh, <laughs> Chris what's his name? No, Tiny. Um, the guy who's in Friday. The bad guy in Friday. He's oh, in Dark Knight. Okay. No, no, they actually, they're both. Oh, they play a similar man. role. They play, they play big black guys in the movies. Yeah, um, I forget. He was, a, he was a wrestler back in the 80s as well. Andrew, that guy looks nothing like Tony Todd. I said very young age. What do you want? Like, I'm <laughs> under 10. No, I, I can see a lot of people probably mixing them up there because they're both probably like six five du- dudes in movies, and it's like that's that, those roles. You don't, are you don't know right? They're just two six foot five black dudes in movies, so of course they yeah. look the same. Says the guy who I have on record mixing up Sidney Poitier with everyone, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was actually um, in this uh, month's Esquire. There's a piece on uh, Nia De Rosta or Da Costa. The, cost the one who made the new one. The, she's making a new one. And there's a blurb in it that actually goes along with uh, what Sean was saying earlier, saying how black horror fl- fans have long had a complicated relationship with the original Candyman. Until recently, it was among the few mainstream American horror films to feature significant black characters while addressing racism. Yet it was written and directed by a white filmmaker who focused the story on a white character. Candyman and the inhabitants of the Cabrini Green are also seen only seen distantly, a superstitious poor black people whose lives and community must be explained to the audience, which is true, except for her best friend is a black woman who's just as scared to go on the projects with her. So I think that brush of like, I think, like, and again, it's, it's one of those things where like there was so much the other way that there was only white dudes directing films that we've gone, a li- we have to go a little bit too far the other way, where it's like, how could this white dude in 1992 make this yeah. movie that focused on a white, white female protagonist? Yeah, and it's just like, like oh, how how could he not have the foresight of all the racial injustice that was exactly like, like oh yeah, like I can't, you can never like I'm, like I think I'm in I'm in the camp where like there's a lot of people who like go back and look at movies and it's just like can you believe and it's just, just like yes I don't, I, I don't know that you can it's just like yes you can because it was this was the time Bill Burr um, just had that bit about that on the SNL monologue where people were like trying the to SNL bit. John Wayne and he's like. <laughs> Oh, they were really mad about what John Wayne said. The dude was born in 1907. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't be mad at John Wayne for being born in 1907. And How just... could those Romans have people attacking each other with swords? That was horrible. Yeah, right. That's just really Cancel the barbaric. Coliseum. <laughs> it's just, like, absolutely barbaric, where you had, like, slaves, like, killing each other in the Coliseum. And it's just like, yeah, because it was, like, it's like what else could they fucking do all day? Jesus was a young man. He had his whole life ahead of him. He did. Yeah. It's just like, and he went from he went from baby to thirty three. Yeah, should be thirty three years in between. Less praise Jesus and more cancel Pontius Pilate. <laughs> um, wait, so, yeah, so, so I all... think like you can't like you can't look at like uh you can't look at like a movie in like nineteen ninety two, like the eighty eighty five like the fifty nineteen oh seven with like a twenty twenty lens. I'm, and a lot a lot of seventies movies don't hold up. Not. Just like um, there's like weird rape stuff that's just like was okay back then. It's just like gross now. 
Yeah, like, yeah, like you can definitely why, be uncomfortable. Like, um, uh, an eighties film for that is like um, Revenge of the Nerds. There's oh, this yeah. gross, it's, gross it's race so thing. It's so and it's played for laughs. I also saw that the, it was like it was shown movie. on like it was shown on like uh, comedy uh, central on every central. day. So I watched it when mm. I was like. 11 12 and even like then i was like this is not okay i what the fuck are they doing it was played as like a joke yeah yeah the whole hair pie thing like when they have the cameras like <laughs> that they go in and do it's it's so bad it's so bad anyway um, Sean, you just kind of like finish, finish, your, finish your spiel so yeah so I, I wanted to watch this just for like and because, like, because it was getting its second wind, and like, it kind of like it had the sequel starting in the works, and it's just like I wanted a good, I wanted a good reason to be able to watch it, because like I enjoy when I have to be held accountable to like watch a movie, especially now, and I feel like I'm mm. like, watching more movies than ever. But I wanted to watch this because um, I wanted to see Tony Todd's performance as Candyman, um, and I wanted to. Like, I just wanted to actually see the story and not have, like, when you, because when you know a movie is, like, a horror movie, um, you kind of watch it through the, or, and, like, you know about it peripherally, you have these expectations of it, and none of this, like, none of this movie met the expectations that I had in my head about it. Mm. Um, If I could go off of that, I was watching, this is my first time watching it, too. Yeah. And I'm watching, I'm like, okay, Candyman famous movie i don't really know much about it like i i know the mirror thing they did it in uh south park but it's biggie smalls comes out yeah. and scares you That's so true. uh i knew of it and like watching the movie i started watching that first shot that just smooth fucking pan across the traffic gorgeous so i'm like oh this is i'm going up on it and then there's the bees and that fucking voiceover monologue I'm like oh that's awesome and then there's that uh scene where this um, student is like dictating a story about Candyman to uh, Virginia Madsen, uh, Helen, and we do the flashback, and the scene is straight out of like Friday the Thirteenth. I'm like, oh okay, so it's one of these type of slash movies that got famous. So I'm like, I'm like, I like sit back down in my seat a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's just gonna be a, a slash movie, and then it's just a drama about this woman making a th- writing a thesis for the next forty minutes, and I'm just like what the fuck is this movie what's going on like i'm just like i'm back involved i'm like what's going on and then there's the one scene where you're like well what that guy says he's came and they beat her up and just mug her and you're like oh, okay like so like, what is it and then she meets him in the parking lot 44 like, minutes and change yeah so then i'm like okay so now it's just the it's gonna be uh halloween and she's just gonna be running away from her the whole time no she gets like <laughs> a spell cast on her or hypnotized or whatever wakes up in a pool of blood there's a fucking dog head is the baby dead i don't know and then she gets arrested and from then on i'm just so hooked because i'm like this is probably one of the most unconventional slasher movies i've ever seen and it is a slasher movie because he does fucking gut a lot of people and he is he has the same it kind of gets more natural. grotesque as the movie goes on. Yeah, it has that it. same supernatural mythology yeah. that uh, a Jason has, a Freddy has, a Mike Myers has, and yeah, and it's just it like is it's the most unconventional slasher film I have ever seen. And I love the, the look of testament. the cut off hand. Yeah. It's still bleeding. It's My, so la- good. I guess to, I'll end on then I'll, I'll pass it over. Yeah. Is that I've thought about this movie. I watched it last night. I thought about this movie all day today. 
Yeah. And like, I love the John Wick movies. I love Deadpool. I love a lot of movies. But, like when I'm watching it, I'm really into it. But then like after some, like I only bring it up again, like when I'm recalling a scene to someone or I'm like reciting a line from Anchorman. I have like, I've sat down on the couch today and I was watching football. I just zoned out because I'm thinking like, so like, this can like just think about the candy man <laughs> like how does he work exactly and uh i got some more points but i like it so much i wrote down a bunch of points so i'll pass it on before i start monologuing and we have 10 minutes left yeah all right uh, so um it was me and sean's first time andrew and carl yeah. you've seen it before i believe saw it very young and that was probably the last time okay so but, like it's it's one of those movies where it's like it's in the zeitgeist i feel carl's probably seen like, it how many like 40 times <laughs> He's not saying no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, have, I have a really, I have a really strange relationship with this movie. Uh, I was not excited to watch it. This movie makes me very upset. Very, very upset. And I you saw that. When was the, when was the first time you saw it? I was gonna get to that. Like I couldn't have been more than eight. And <laughs> I, just... I remember my mom used to watch this movie like all the time and the scene where he takes the hook and puts it up her dress i just remember like as a kid seeing that and just like it really freaking me out uh so i think just like i like i love this movie like i really really do but it's one of those things that like it just makes me very upset uh, it's an uncomfortable I, movie. It's an uncomfortable movie. It's a movie. really uncomfortable movie. But I will say that the this time around that I watched it, I 100% paid more attention to the unconventional um the unconventional romance between Helen and Candyman and how it's not really like she didn't want it. Like this, you know, like it's kind of against her will in a way, but there's still something so romantic about it. Well, um, on that, like it's, and I guess I'll just get to this point real quick because it's on the topic. The movie is so unconventional and like you're in this haze. Once Candyman shows up, there's, there's this haze that goes over the whole movie, be it dream, be it nightmare. And a lot of times I really get upset when movies don't follow like the rules they set out. Candyman doesn't really have any rules and I like yeah, it, it because since he's an urban legend and a myth those stories always change over time so there's no concrete thing about it so that's a great point going on yeah. what you're saying about no. like the romance and everything like it's kind of like so Helen is possibly the reincarnation of the woman that Candyman but they're not going to talk about it they're not like they're not going to no, they talk enough about it that so we don't like it when we the audience we don't like it in a movie when we have to make spelled our out. own assumptions well when it's spelled out or when like, we're like what the fuck was that and then like there's some reddit holes like well that actually is because of this this and this and you're like oh okay i guess you can form like i feel that way with donnie darko a lot where i don't Donnie Darko, is there, like, are those strings all there? It's, like, the very middle of that. And here, they mention the white woman that uh, Candyman was first with. And mm -hmm. it, there's that thing with, like, it was always you, Helen. So and there is there's the that. Painting. There's the painting at the end over the credits. So yeah. there's enough that I'm not taking a huge leap going, oh, well, she's possibly 
this reincarnation or she just looks a little bit like her and Candyman does. It's the ambiguity in this movie, I think works brilliantly. They, um, in the sequels, they make it more specific. Like um, it's descendants. It's like he goes after either people that are related to him somehow. Yeah. And Some way. Hopefully yeah, I like in this, hopefully so in this new fun. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's the thing. But like, that's like a lot of uh, slasher films like with Jason. They like, they don't know that the movie's going to be a hit when it comes out. Yeah. So then as it keeps on like the Jason two and three, it's like not quite the full thing. Like he only gets the hockey mask. And I think in like the third or fourth one. And like, that's, uh, we always know. Oh, you might like, be right. third. like in the second one, he's got like yeah, a hood. So, yeah. So the, now we have Candyman four coming out. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. if they go and based oh, off the trailer, I'm a little yeah, nervous. It, is, it looks a little like, like it might be. Candyman four. It they can go their own way, but it is a sequel. It is an actual sequel because they tie it in with the the baby in the first film is the um, Doctor Manhattan in this one, in the new one. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yaha, yeah, Yaha, um, Abdul Mateen, the second. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> like Doctor Manhattan? Because um, he grew up yeah, to be Billy, guy. grew up to be Billy Crudup. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, in the TV series. I know, I, I know. I just said the guy's name. On par. <laughs> yes, yes. Great show. Great show. Yes, uh, I, um, yeah. I, I talk, Oh, no. You, you. Yeah. Andrew, I was just going to Jackson said something about uh, um, the rules, and I, I was, like, a little disappointed with that because you get, like, um, at the very beginning, they spell out the rules, and then it's immediately broken by Discount Sam Raimi and the other girl. But, but, but. It's Ted Raimi. It's once. Ted Raimi. It's his he brother. He dies, and he just gets white hair because he freaks out. But that's not the only time they break the rules. There's several times when it's not clear. No, no they break the what... rules the entire time. Exactly, like which means that. They the rules at the very beginning, and then it's never actually followed through. But it's not like in um, like Nightmare on Elm Street, where like Freddy can like exist in like a lot of places, and sometimes like you can get hurt. So his rules are inconsistent. These ones are just there isn't actually a set of, um, like there aren't actually rules and, and the only like, one who says it five times throughout the entire film is helen even her uh husband never says her name five times he only says so it yeah five. i was I was, a, I was a little about that he only says it twice and he says it four he says her name four times oh does he i only heard yeah. twice he so whispers maybe it he, twice because he's he like very it, hesitant maybe he whispered a third time and you just can pick up on yeah i would say for that uh, i'd say that part sort of uh sort of like was the most disappointing part of it for me like Which that part? cheek uh, that uh helen becomes like kind of a another kind of candy man it goes back into like the like the scary they, slasher moment of it they, they yeah. kill off i mean they essentially kill off tony todd and they think oh maybe we can just have her as the sequel bait yeah and they just say let's bring back tony todd he's clearly the one that but they kind of kill it's like do they kill so that's what's brilliant about Candyman. it's like do they kill tony todd or is it well yeah that's kind of the thing too it's brilliant because they've been able to yes because they basically pass his power off to her okay well i i guess i'm lucky enough that i haven't i haven't seen the sequel so um, i mean like ignore the sequel just yeah let's just ignore it let's ignore it for now just yeah candy man it's like i haven't seen it i don't know i said is like they give the 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 you know the people in the ghetto who um have this myth 
basically greeny, green her as the new Candyman. Because they, you know, they throw, oh, they throw the hook in. The hook in. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's important to talk about this movie without talking about number two and three. No. Well, the thing is, yes and no. What's great about um, serial killer movies and franchises is that they can make a bunch of rules in two and three, and if they don't work, you are like, okay, fuck those. Just keep try again. It's all, there's only ever been one. Yeah. So we can bring up um, two and three and just say like, oh, this is where the direction went. But then we can also just say. Oh well, I disagree with that direction that the sequels went in, and what I like about Candyman is this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like one I, thing that uh, those are these rules. <laughs> this, this, uh, I, because I, I hadn't seen this in a long time, and I forgot that Phil Glass did the soundtrack. And as soon as the fucking first note of the of the theme started i'm not kidding i got goosebumps and just like this chill went straight up my spine it uh, was so weird like i also I, had a I, reaction yeah i I, yeah. So I I was listening to the thing i'm like oh this soundtrack's awesome then it said philip glass i'm like no fucking way yeah, <laughs> yeah. Glass is so good apparently he was really not happy with the film um <laughs> Well, he's um, when he first saw it. Apparently, he has now um, since changed his opinion of it, and I can see that because you think it's gonna, whatever you think this movie's gonna be, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's just not it's a typical. Like it's just like well, yeah. I, even I genuinely thought it was like a kind of a typical slasher movie. Exactly. Yeah. But then, like, um, and then, like, but like the main actual serial killer doesn't really show up until like halfway through the movie. But the movie's interesting enough that like you don't really mind, yeah. and and even if I've even though I've seen this movie a bunch of times, I like the moment in which like she is brought in and she is accused of murder. I was yeah. like, even this time, I was just like, oh my god, I forgot this movie just goes in a crazy direction. That this movie, because you know, you the, think it's, it's going to be just the exactly. the whole You think time. it's going to be yeah, you think it's going to be that, but then it goes into that ethereal dream state. You're like, oh, yeah. it's going to be this, like, magical thing. And go, nope, now you're into a police procedural. Yeah. <laughs> but then we go back into magical realism thing. And, like, and then it just kind of... But then she goes back to her husband, which now, like, you look at the story through reality, like, without Candyman, and you're like, dude, this guy's wife was like essentially killed these people like but for all intents and purposes that's what he thinks and she just escaped the mental institution and now she's back inside your house while why, your like young girl is there and that's why she's like they're so scared of her when she comes yeah. there and we're like we're like but we're, it's like a weird feeling that we get because we're like but she didn't kill them why are you scared of her yeah, that's yeah. Like, it was candy man but then yeah, they're like, like what do you what's wrong with you what's wrong with you, what's wrong with you ted like it was candy man so, the whole time it's that's the thing. That's why I keep thinking about it. Because like the more I think about it, the more I just fucking love it. I'm just like, wait, this is such a cool. Because like, she is the main character, and like, Candyman's in love with her, basically. Like, yeah. Is, I do like, also. The, I want to reiterate my text from earlier that he is very, very bad at gaslighting people <laughs> into believing that he is the killer. Yeah, he's just like, and I need people like, to believe. There's nothing about so that, kind of that aspect too. I thought it was like a white woman's kind of situation. That's all he's forcing. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a second, because what I think makes Candyman so great, and I hope that this new movie is good. And if it's not, we'll be okay, because um, Halloween we'll 4 Candyman. wasn't good. So you I can, think like, the, the pedigree Fra should make it at least better than awful. <laughs> it looks like they're putting some money into this one. That's true. But uh, yeah. we can talk about other serial killers and their motive for killing. Like, 
Jason's motive is that he got killed at this camp, so now he terrorizes the camp mm -hmm. on, on a one sentence level. Freddie's reason for killing is that these kids' um, parents killed him, so now he's going to kill, um, attack yeah. their kids. Michael Myers' reason is that he's a psychopath. Well, de depending on the timeline of Michael Myers, it's that he just wants to kill his family because Laurie Strode in uh, 1, 2, and H2O on is his sister. And then the new, <laughs> the new um, Halloween and whatever's coming, they're not it's, related. You just, you Michael Myers. Wait, in the newest one, the related. one that came out. I like, saw that movie and I didn't pick up on that. Um, the one that came out in 2018, uh, it's, it's, this, it's a sequel. It's like the second film in the... It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Halloween. So like, there's yeah. never so that... The, this, Dude, it's, that movie was kind of like watching The Predator, like the Shane Black one, <laughs> the new one. I don't know. I didn't, I'm a, I didn't want to watch those. I've never yeah, heard, no, I've never heard exactly one good thing about it. Halloween yeah. was like, all right, wait, Candyman. So yes. Candyman, his reason for killing is that he wants to continue killing to make it so his myth and folklore continues so that way he can remain immortal as this spirit. The fact that he's a story keeps him alive. And since he was killed in such a traumatic way, we don't necessarily know why he's able to interact with both worlds. But I, it's one of those, like in horror movies, if, if you experience a horrible, yeah. if you experience a horrible death in movies, there's a chance you're coming back as a ghost or whatever. Yeah, there's a so chance, he, chance that you're, is, you're pissed. Yeah, so he's able to interact in our reality by killing people to make them continue telling his story so he can remain immortal and continue to kill people. And it's just such a cool, like, spirit killer that we I, have. And, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's, like, asking her, it's, like, be my victim. You get to live forever. Like, I'm helping you out. Like, if, at the end of a normal life, you just die. If I kill you, be my victim, and you can live forever with me. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, then another, and then another little tidbit of that is, like, you have, like, uh, like, you have a gang leader pretending that he's Candyman, mm -hmm. or, like, going by that name to continue that legacy. Yeah. People well, are yeah, afraid Candyman of him in the project. The, cop, the copycat Candyman. Hmm. Copycat yeah. Candyman. House brand. House brand Candyman. <laughs> I, w I would ask though, why does Candyman need to sleep in a room specifically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, was just waiting, like having a He was waiting for her. He was waiting. Yeah, I think he was just waiting. He's not. It's not like he's, he's, not, he's stuck he's, in that room. He's not stuck on. No, you know, but Andrew, like, we also saw on the tape Dracula, that Dracula stuck on his soil that he died when he's, on. When it's filmed, we don't see Candyman. So Candyman's not really asleep because he's not really there. He's only really there to Helen. Yeah, like he's, he's just... But kinda, he is there. But he's not I think really he's just kind of like lulling her there. in. Because like in, in like Helen's read like the book Ooh. of the book of like horror movie films and like when something's lying down that's threatening you... You have to go over to it and make slowly sure slowly walk slowly walk up to slowly it slowly walk over to it to make sure I that just, it's dead. I just thought of a good pun. And however, man, as a character, can uh, have his cake and eat it too. He's there. He's not there. He's a spirit. He's in reality. He does. He does all these things. Breaks all these rules that we normally like criticize others for. But for whatever reason, because of his origin, and at least for me, and I think we're more on the same page. The movie gets away with it because we're so intrigued. 
Yeah, because that was kind of like I, I, I like I think that's another thing why I had like maybe a little bit of an issue with the ending too, where it's just like she's like she burns Candyman uh, in this bonfire, and like nothing has led me to believe that Candyman is real. Yeah. Well, like he's Except still able to exist. So, like, for me to think that like fire actually affects him. Well, like, but he's real because they believe he's real. They, yeah. they also show his burnt corpse at the top of the pyre. He kind of crawled. Kinda. Kinda. That, that's what they kind of lead you to believe. Yeah, but it could have just been back, garbage. It's, it's human esque and it's burnt to crisp. Yeah. Interesting. I like. I I have like issues with it, but like I'm not like. I'm not against it because, like, just with the way Candyman has been as a movie, mm-hmm. it's just like I, I have, look like I have no issues. I think I all the problems. That's why I'm <laughs> laughing so hard because, like, and why I'm holding my opinion just because Jackson's am just <laughs> sheer denial of anything wrong with you. It's, <laughs> just, it's per. It's the perfect character. It's the perfect writing tool that is fast. Like. Candyman can do anything, and there's enough plausibility and reasonings placed throughout the movie that you go, oh, that's because of this. Like, the fucking, there's, like, he just has bees come out of his mouth. And they, they kiss with bees. Like, what? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, did you read that tidbit that, like, he didn't want to get stung by bees, so he every put it in his contract that every, every bee sting was $1,000? <laughs> yeah, he got stung 23 <laughs> times. So on the grand scale of things, he only got an extra 23K, but still. Why not? I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty That's awesome. pretty fucking right. cool. The thing that I really like about this movie is like when she's investigating for her thesis, there's like, she has like, she has like the, the revelation that like her apartment and the, like, and the projects are ah. pretty much the exact same building. So there's a logical explanation as to why this woman was murdered. Because when you go through the mirror, like it wasn't Candyman coming through the mirror, like it was like the gangs or whatever. That there was the there was reality in all the murders. Like there yeah, was explanation. Yeah, like, so yeah. fucking good. And I'll end on this note before we uh, close and come back. That apparently was a real news story in Chicago at the time, and like that news clipping made its way to the writer director. He's like, hmm. "That's great." Be my victim. Apparently, several people, I think they said, uh, they called them NPR listeners, but I don't know why. Maybe he was doing an interview on NPR as a director. They criticized him for profiting over a uh, African-American like folklore. What? And then he, he had to explain to them, he said, ah, so Candyman is actually written by this British dude, and it was about a white um, spirit in London. But what else Isn't were you saying? Clive Barker? <laughs> Clive Barker wrote it. The guy who wrote Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> And Clive Barker's, it was a short story. And in that short story, uh, apparently it takes place in London. And huh. it's just, I actually, I'm, I'm actually definitely going to read it now because I want to see where, like, yeah, the, I want to read it too. So you but think it's more like the Jack the Ripper-esque? I don't know. I don't know. If, like, I don't know mm-hmm. because Candyman's origin is so specific to America that I'm really interested in see how he was fucking created or conjured or born in the mm. short story. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Candyman, like was Candyman like kind of a thing to like before the movie? Was it like kind of a thing? Well it, so it feels there's, like um, it's America. It, it feels like it's, it's the own version of um Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Mary. That's, that's that's what it was. Um, 
that's the actual urban myth. You say that five times in a mirror mm-hmm. and the Virgin Mary yeah. squirts period blood on you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how it works? It's, it might, I think it's, it's something like that, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, this movie guys... is a vibe. <laughs> what? Oh, Carl, go. <laughs> no, what? We're talking over one another, just go. <laughs> no. Fine, I'll start. Did you guys like the transformation at the end where like her, she was basically burnt to death and then is burnt as a ghost, but it's not what Tony Todd, like Tony Todd's arm cut off. Yes, he's still cut off arm, but he's also chopped up and burnt into like ashes. And his his stomach is skin is nice and clean. Um, So... I guess no, no, I don't. I don't like the way she looks compared to Candyman, who I think looks awesome. So I don't like that. They're probably going to put her hair back on, and then she has a hook too for no reason. Because they throw the hook. Uh, yeah, but that's what she uses to kill Candyman. Like, that's why Candyman, like, Candyman, Candyman specifically had his hand sawed off. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I wish she, he was there with her. I, w- I wish they ended up as like a couple mm. at the end. Yeah, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it was like kind of that kind of situation. Because like I I wasn't I wasn't totally on board with like Helen Helen becoming this new like this new spirit this new it kind of feel, it honestly feels like a different movie to me like <laughs> yeah, I it was similar to that that, that original that original uh, story flash of the description of the babysitter and her boyfriend who got killed yeah yeah, yeah totally feels like it's a different got Sam Raimi um so yeah. one thing that I experienced during this. Um, which is what, so I wanted to bring this up before I talked about the thing that does bother me a little, is I had uh, a Mandala effect while I was watching this movie. A what? And a Nelson Mandela effect, you know. Oh, they, said they, Mano- Ma- they said Manala. <laughs> no, Mandala effect. Um, where I could have sworn, and again, I've seen this movie like a bunch of times. I could have sworn that there was a scene where we go back into the past and we see Tony Todd, and the whole thing happened. Like, oh, yeah, I there was a true flashback. I could have sworn it's, it's there all, was a flashback in this movie. It's all vocal. And, it, and, that's, and, and that was my thing, is I was like, wow, that one scene where they explain what happened. Professor that's Exposition, an, yeah. <laughs> that's such an imprint in my mind that, like, I actually thought that that scene was in the movie. However... <laughs> With that said, even now, after watching it, and I feel like I'm liking the movie more again now that Jackson's like just so hyped about it. But Dude, I'll say it's not a perfect movie. He's a perfect character. Yeah. Perfect bad guy. Oh no, Carl. <laughs> Candyman got him. That wind got him. Yeah, right. But yeah, I would I would agree with uh, with your point that like he's definitely one of the more perfect like slashers, and like he didn't he just didn't blow up like the way Freddy and well Jason did. Yeah, no, he I guess they all. Sparingly. He wasn't in was any I of the, uh, too. Yes. for a while. Yeah, for about yeah, we lost you completely. Twenty seconds, I'd say. Oh, yeah. So we haven't, point Can- we haven't seen Candyman for like fifteen years, and that's a big. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It's like they've had like you, Jason. We haven't seen Jason in a while. Well, they they didn't the movie. Like, it's like an oh oh nine though. Yeah. So within eleven yeah, years. Yeah, it's been more than uh. Candyman Candy was the last one was ninety nine. By the way. Yeah. Crazy. 
But do you guys, not to backtrack a bit, but do yeah, you think do. that the movie could have been enhanced by that scene that, like, I feel like we get in all, like, horror movie, like, origin oh, stories, that we end. don't no. see it. Yeah. We don't see the origin story. We just hear about it, you know? Which yeah. is interesting, because the movie is talking about a fable, like, that is, you know, urban legends get spread, like, mouth to mouth. So, yeah. It's interesting that we don't, so I feel like that isn't, I feel like that was totally a stylistic and artistic decision not to do that because, you know, even though this is an unconventional movie, it's still conventional enough. It's just, it's it's smart filmmaking, especially if you have a budget, they don't have to do that whole period. They made a lot of money considering its budget, I can say that. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say that I would have, I think I would have liked to have seen it, but like, I don't think it needed it. I think what we got was like perfectly adequate. Um, oh yeah, no, I agree. I think no, I I'm think just Carl's, like Carl's now point realizing is more, that it Carl's might have been an actual yeah. stylistic decision. Not because Carl's point, if Carl's, yeah. I think to expand on so. Carl's point, if they have, if they show it, that makes that origin real. And Candyman is is Paul. Oh. Bunyan. He's a Paul Bunyan. So like, if we actually yeah. see yeah. it. He's saying, like, if we actually see it, that's then it's like, like oh, confirmation. No, this, this is how it happened. And instead, right. it's like, he's telling a story. Like, the professor's just saying, well, I've done my research on Candyman. He was a slave. He was great at painting. His doodles were fucking top-notch. And then he goes on. And, like, what also it does. Oh, and, and where the fuck did they find that guy? Like, no, I love, he is, I think that casting was very well done. But uh, um, what it also no. does, what it, what it also does, is it uh, shows Virginia Madsen's motive, Helen's motive. She's like, I want to, because you don't, you hate this fucking long. Yeah, 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 of course you do. <laughs> yeah, he's a real. So you, you want, you want Helen to like, want her. You go, to have a you go on that project. That you look at this graffiti that looks like it's like <laughs> it came out of Projects R Us. Like, you look at the wire. I've never, I've watched the wire. I've so that, I, that, I know, yeah, I pretty much yeah, know. It looks like the I watched wire. the wire. So since I watched, I pretty much know exactly how the projects are, guys. I, I gotta say, uh, the, the, the initial <laughs> it doesn't look like the um, Sesame Street Crayola of graffiti. There's so much graffiti. There's graffiti on everything. Every single stone. <laughs> it's just like they, they, she goes like, "There's one bit where it's just like I don't think this needed like this this piece didn't need graffiti. There's graffiti everywhere. Um, it's, the it bathroom like, yeah. when she's going into that, like, and in there, it's like there's a shit smeared on the walls and. Oh yeah, but Can again, we talk like about the that, shit that is that is like that is a level. Like she, she takes so many pictures that are, she takes so yeah, many pictures that are useless, and then the one picture that could be really cool with Tony Todd's mouth as the door, she runs out of film. Okay. Damn. No, we see it later. I think we see it later. I mean, she goes back for a second time when the um. Uh, the gangster. There's, there's problems. She finds also. She also finds a bag of candy there that has a razor blade in it. Yeah. Super inconsequential. How did I forget about why, that? No. Why? Why? Why do you think he wasn't called like the Honey Man? Honey Man. <laughs> every now and then. Every now. Every now and then he leaves a bag, bag of candy. Spread all over him. That's kind of it too. Where it's just like. Or, 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 like, like, it's like there's no reason why he should be called Candyman. It sounds B-Man. Good. It's Candyman sounds like good. Like Hook Guy. Yeah, Honey Candyman Man? sounds great. Honey Man? 
Yeah, yeah, Honey Man doesn't work. work. Like Hook, Hook Man doesn't Sweet work. Sweet Tooth is like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not as Candy Sweet Man. Sweet Tooth is interesting. How'd she overpower that Rottweiler? She had a meat cleaver. It was in a daze. No, she, I know. She had like, uh, like Supernatural. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> That's kind of it, too. I mean, like, that, that would be the questions that the police would like have to ask. It's like, how does so this... So that would have been cool, like, too, at the end? Barely 150-pound woman. Like, yeah. fight this Rottweiler and steal a baby. Yeah, that'd be cool um, at the end, too, if, like, it's when she's about to kill her husband, if, like, Candyman flashed in her place. So they were actually, like, both Candyman at the end, too. That, that, that would have been cool. That would have been, that would have put me more on board with the ending for sure. If there was, like, more of a, like, kind of a, like, um, I guess, like a melding of the two. Yeah. It doesn't like, quite, where, like, it doesn't what's the opposite fit. of mitosis? Is it osmosis? It's not. Osmosis is when cells go between each other. That's that's oh, okay. uh that's uh that's a movie. Osmosis Jones. Yeah, that one amazing. Osmosis. I don't know. I didn't know Osmosis Jones. Kosher. Yeah, no, like my mitosis. Your tosis. Our tosis. I definitely would have enjoyed the the movie more. Uh, I I would have enjoyed the ending more if it was more like kind of like a it's like it's both. It's you know because it's it's what we've been saying like it's a different like that's the end of Friday Thirteenth we we give you one more like shot of gore yeah. here's your last shot of gore oh yeah, yeah. and it's not and, and that's and not to say through. that's not to say that like you know it's like uh, guy was a, guy was a bit of a douchebag oh yeah, I got fucking shot yeah what you doing Virginia Madsen so hot well she's a grad well, so, like, student and he's a swap professor. But it's like, I feel like it was also this thing in like the Tom 90s. Cruise, you know, only goes for the younger I, generation. I feel like this was this thing in the 90s. It's like, A, you know that he's a douchebag immediately, but he's like, you know, like the hot, the, the hot professor stereotype. But like... But he also... He's not, not conventionally good looking. He's just kind no, of a but dude. No, he's suave. He's older than her. Like you can, you can picture like, oh, yeah. maybe she met, maybe she, like what Andrew's saying, like maybe she was like the equivalent of who this new girl is. Like, Met him when she was a student, the yada yada. Yeah, maybe. Probably some. He's also the guy that you don't trust on Air Force One. <laughs> same, <true>. guy. <laughs> same guy. The same guy. He's the double agent in the Secret Service. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. He's the he's the unfaithful husband, and he's the the guy you don't trust. Yeah. yeah. But just going back to uh, the ending. So we get that ending. We got the Jason cutting off another co-ed's head. We get the so split up the stomach and then it cuts and we get a slow push in on a mural with Philip Glass's like orchestral Sunday music choir singing and then the credit schedule it's like that is such a weird fucking juxtaposition and it kind oh, of I forgot about that shows right. like a lot of what the movie is it's like oh we're gonna have we're gonna have her because apparently Virginia Madsen was like actually hypnotized several times on set huh. for those scenes and then she's like, I don't feel comfortable with this. Can we stop? I'll just act. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you have these like weird dreamlike scenes going into nightmare. And then it's just like, it's, I really want to watch it again, but I'm not yeah. going to for a little bit because it made me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. This movie makes me just feel really, really bad. It's just, you know, it's got, it's, it's really visually gritty. The cinematography is actually really great. But really the good. movie itself is just like really gritty and it's just like it's all these like earth tones like you know yeah. so it's just like I don't know I think that it's very drab 
yeah, it's a drab yeah. movie. So it's just like you really feel like you've been like dragged through the mud, like after this one, you know, like because even but when there's it, sunshine, but I, but I but I loved it. But you love it, yeah. But you like there. I was I was thinking about when I was watching it. Like there are scenes where like it's very obviously sunny out, but the movie still feels so gloomy. <laughs> 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 Because everything is terrible. Yeah. It's how about let's can we talk let's talk about the B scene. Hmm. Oh, the B scene best so. scene in the movie. Because like, that was the other th- that was the other thing too is like I thought the expectations of like every I thought it was every time Candyman was on screen. Oh, just you know, bees everywhere. He was just like he had bees like sprawling out of his mouth and all Bee this kind City. of stuff. Like I thought oh, that was the whole like you think I'm I thought it was about every time. Scene. I'm talking about the second shot when the bees in the city swarm the the building i'm not talking about that but i remember that speaking of the thing how about that second shot the first that's why yeah. I, I mean this fucking movie <laughs> the first shot it's just bees swarming and you have this super dark like voice of god basically just yeah. blasting like i don't know what level it was on it was just the cleanest audio of him really good audio yeah sweets to my sweets and he has a great victim and he's just like the way. So the way he talks is Shakespearean fucking talk throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie. It's hypnotic, and we start off with that. We yeah. start off with these bees swarming this building, and then the movie just like oh, and then let's yeah. They let's just kind of like react. they just kind of like they just kind of write that off. It's like is it kind of like uh, I guess maybe it just like represents like it's not supposed to be real, but it's like real it, in the sense of like it's Candyman. Also man. gives you it's that sense. You know what it is? Something's amiss. You know what it is? Like they, this, it goes away, but like at the very beginning, something is amiss. Something the movie, right. hip, the movie hypnotizes you. It has the movie literally. It has the that scene at the beginning, and you're hypnotized. You start watching, and slowly you come out of your trance because there's enough reality. And then Candyman comes back, and you're just like, mm-hmm. his voice yeah, comes I over, thought... and whatever frequency that voice is, I bet we should the CIA should study it because I'm was I was staring straight ahead, not even thinking about anything except for Candyman. It was. It's like I know, like we've talked about. I'm pretty I, sure we talked this about movie, it. This movie, this movie. I told you, I've been thinking about it all day. This movie fucking affected me. <laughs> yeah, like, I think we. Already, I think like we already. I'm pretty sure we already talked about it. But like, I just really like. I just love the fact that like, it. What like? What's another movie that we watched where like, it takes a while. Sean, there or are like, no other movies. There are no other movies. There's only there's, there's no other movies, but like, but like, it's yeah. oh, happened. it was it was Rodeo? it was fun, funnily enough, funnily enough, it was it was Predator, um, where like okay, you know yeah. you're you're introduced to the Predator at the beginning with the spaceship, and it's like you know Candyman's like coming up, and you like you're, his presence is felt throughout the entire okay, thing. Yeah. Because I wonder, yeah, together. I wonder. But then like are... he doesn't show up for like another hour, like he so doesn't Andrew actually show up. Both Predator and this are an hour and forty, so I wonder when Predator shows up because he shows up at like the forty-five minute marker here. So I wonder, if it's probably about the same actually. I, now like, I think about it. I feel like probably it's about the same. I feel like maybe it's a little bit later for Predator. Maybe actually, maybe not. There's, um, no, like, you count, there's like, like there's his, two showings like, of Predator. There's like you could count the first time when you just see the um, he just kind of glides by the screen, but he's um in that like camouflage stuff, and then there's the next time where they actually. Start shooting at him. Yeah, I mean, you see Candyman in the original; like he's in the mirror for a frame. But yeah. again, you don't actually like. He's just. Oh. It's not the intro. It's not the introduction to to Candyman. Not until anyway. like you get. Not until you hit, the, hit that parking lot scene. 
Yeah. So so I start this by saying fun. about the uh, the bee scene at the end. Like, they used actual bees for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the. It's funny because this is the second time this week where I've I've read something from the '90s that like used bugs. The other one was with uh, in Hocus Pocus when the dude just watched Hocus Pocus actually. Oh, it's great. That we've never seen it before. Oh, it's, in it's its so entirety. Great. The the yeah, scene when it's, it's uh, scared, when it's Billy when I was a kid. cuts his uh, his lips open and he coughs out moth. Those are real moths. And, <laughs> awesome. and I was just like, man, the '90s were a completely different time because like that obviously would have been a CGI shot. Like yeah. Candyman, if it was made now, would have been a CGI shot. Like they wouldn't have even there wouldn't have even been a morsel of an idea. These bees today are super easy to do um, and make look realistic on any. Any rig, yeah. What? But this like, apparently, yeah. Like to to use to make digital bees, it's very they look very real now. Uh, um, just you like any any uh, any studio worth their salt can make that, and it yeah, looks real. But this one, they had yeah, they had a this, bee wrangler. They had a bee wrangler. Bee wrangler. They had well, these are only like twelve weeks old because they still look big, but they haven't had a fully developed stinger yet. So they're like, they would release them. I would put on um, the scent of a queen bee on the actors' faces in areas. So the bees would like swarm to it. And when they were done, apparently it would take 45 minutes to round up all the bees <laughs> using a special bee vacuum. <laughs> that is so, see, like, that, it's that's why, filmmaking. Like, making. That's filmmaking right Dude, there. <laughs> like, have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Yes. No. No. Oh, it's a hard movie that's to watch. gonna be my choice next time because <laughs> Arachnophobia is a banger. But there's there, there's a bunch of scenes with live spiders taking over the town, and what they do is they use heat to make them like run, and they like make and they draw them in with cool, like and, oh, and cool. So they have spider wranglers on set, like on set, and that was an early '90s movie. <laughs> so I just love that there's these early '90s movies that like <laughs> that are using live bugs. Like, they would just like use live live animals. Well, yeah, but well, like with that with songs is different. I think like with like with like and they're not. I mean, but they're really not. Folks compared to like compared to like say like a dog or like a, an elephant or something like that. I think like with a bug, I guess like I imagine it's like a lot easier to kind of predict their behavior. Um, because they but you just can't like train them. Definitely can't train, train them. They're just instinct. But, but that like it's that's what's so cool i think you're like what's you're like oh that's like what are they doing but at the same time what's so cool is that there are people that are hired by these movies because they are the best at communicating with spiders the best at communicating with bees (laughs) on candy man is the was probably one of the greatest bee communicators of all time no but that man could talk to bees (laughs) he understood bees but as far as arachnophobia is concerned, um, I'm going to say two words, bathroom window. Yeah, bathroom window, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you guys have never seen arachnophobia, dude. Jeff Daniels, I've never, can- never seen Candyman. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't I was, like I was, ter- I was scared of horror scary horror movies horror. growing up, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, big time. I think what's hard for arachnophobia. I, just, I, just, I, I think it's action. It's natural just, phobia. I think well, for me, yeah. like, so it I think makes it a harder. Phobia. I think for me, like, like I think for me, it was like when you were when I was getting into like movies, 
it's like I love the idea of horror movies, but like I always like had this like stupid film school mm. uh, brain about it, where it's just like, oh, they're lesser movies than you know, like your Inceptions and your like. A lot like of them are. A lot of them are. Well, yeah. A lot of them are. Like, but you have, but you, but at the same time, like you have something like this, which is like, I would say it's like, I know it's not like. It's a wrong. Sean, it's, it's, Sean, it's okay. It's okay. I, I don't know what this is either. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's definitely not a mainstream movie, but it's just like, it didn't like pick up like all the other horror movies did. Um, because a, it isn't even a, in, like strictly them. Like it's, it's a supernatural it's, romantic horror film commentary cop on social like, cop procedural. Like it, like, <laughs> Halloween at the top. Oh yeah, and Halloween at the bottom. Um, yeah. this movie kind of fits somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's like somewhere. In the I don't know there. where it fits. I don't know where it fits. It was like I heard you've been looking for Candyman, bitch. <laughs> that, can I just say that that little kid? <laughs> Just, that little kid, the, the, like he is the worst. Like they, somehow yeah. he sees a tiny hook, like what, fifty yards away, and he's like, "Candyman's here," and that's why she dies. Oh, man, I love that kid. He's and great. then he's the one that throws yeah, I the think hook. That kid's great, actually. <laughs> yeah, I really like that kid. I just like I, I liked uh, I liked seeing Helen and this little kid like just kind of like walk across the projects. It just felt like an adventure movie he's, for a little bit. He's homeless, right? Yeah. Is that what I got out of that? He's a little homeless boy who's afraid that Candyman's going to murder him. Yeah. So you like, see, that's, that's the thing. Like, you, can, you, you can't fault the kid. You can like fault the other like, no, no, the, I'm not, I'm teenage, the teenagers. The, for, like, the kid is no, a but he's, he's, he's an eight-year-old who sees a hook. And like, that's all he... <laughs> yeah, he's also an eight-year-old kid who lives in the project and has it really fucking hard. And then he throws, he throws the hook in at the end. Causing the cycle to repeat itself, or Kids. making it so Candyman will leave the uh, Cabrini Green projects alone and then yeah. move on. Well, he didn't realize he was doing it. I think he thought it was probably just like a, you know, symbolic gesture. <laughs> this little kid understand. This little homeless kid like understands symbolic gesture. It's like it's a metaphor, Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I think so. I, that's def- that definitely was his. Intention. I think that's exactly what happened. Little Jake, Jake. Little Jake. Little Jake of Cabrini Green, okay. making metaphors. I think that's. Uh, that's. I think that's, that's what okay, I got on the candy, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Did you go through all your notes? I did. I think it's way more solid than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought yeah, we were gonna be like listening, like classic. watching this, like just kind of a standard. It is. It absolutely yeah, is that. It's, yeah, it's a great, it's like, the social commentary was ahead of its time, I guess. Like even back then, there's like the the two girls were like, then, yeah. who were like, you know, a it's bunch like, of our building was supposed to be our projects. Cops do nothing. One lady gets beat up, and they arrest the guy immediately. Yeah, she does. She does say that. Come out right and say that. Yeah, when she's walking. That's down the great. Stuff. Yeah, that's a great little moment. I like that. Uh, it's sad. It's like sad because condo, that, that line, that line could be in a movie today, and it would fit yeah. right in. That's that's actually. Yeah. How about? Oh, so we didn't even talk about when she uh, weaponizes Candyman against that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, okay. the, 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 when she well, escapes the um, that, mental hospital, oh, she yeah. weaponizes. Not her intent, though. Wep- 
All right. It, I think it is. <laughs> no, I think she knows exactly what she's doing in that moment. She wants, she wants to prove that she's not insane. And it backfires immediately. I don't okay, think, I think, I, I think she's, I think she used it to escape. Yeah. Like, and then he, then he does, he does, he does this and showing up and just being like, he gets hey, pulled out of the window. He, he does this and flies out the window. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. And, and, I, re- and, I rewound that a bunch of times just to see if I could see where the, <laughs> you can also tell that like they definitely shot that. Like it's done in reverse. Like he definitely uh, came in. Through oh, okay. Window. Like, that's but so it just, good. It's, I completely forgot about that part. That's so good. It's so great. I don't know. Oh, I hope uh, in, <laughs> hope in Candyman 2 or 3, that's how he leaves every room. He just flies the yeah. room. <laughs> and what's so ridiculous I think it's the only time he leaves a room. No, and Candyman <laughs> can just, like, appear and mm-hmm. disappear. Yet in that moment, he <laughs> well, He does it so <laughs> she can escape. She yes exactly so if yeah, she, it's she did it or was it her yeah, right. she then escapes through the window so yeah that's just great. brilliant just brilliant so good <laughs> everyone they they uh, tight filmmaking this whole movie I I was blown away I, yeah. I'm very curious how the uh, the Jordan Peele one will be yeah when and when it comes out. Uh, so I'm a little nervous because I mean I think it might just be for the trailer. I don't I don't know. I guess the thing is I don't know because the trailer they're probably selling it to make it look like a horror film. But what they show in the trailer is a lot of like, and then these people get killed by can- like they show a lot of people saying Candyman five times in the mirror. So I right. think they might focus on the slasher the aspect killer of it. aspect of it and not like go into this yeah, strange and like, spirituality that this movie yeah, fucking this, has. All right, there's no way this movie is going to be as nearly as compelling as Candy. Because yeah, I, I, think, I think the thing is, too, with it, I don't know if it was all intentional. Like, I don't know if the director went in thinking, like, I'm going to create this spiritual nuance or if, like, it's just one of those, like, movie things where everything kind of fell into place, perfectly into place. Rob Wood, I think his name is. Yeah, because I just remember seeing, but like, like Wes Craven produced it, right? I don't know, no, but again, I just don't know. There's this, dead. there's this strange nuance to the film that I'm not sure if was intentional or just this beautiful accident. And I don't mm-hmm. know. And honestly, Jackson, you like I've always really liked this movie, but you made me like this movie so much more. Like, it's so funny because, like, I definitely knew all these things, but I guess I just never put it all together that it's just like, that's why, there I, that's are why no, I love film. Yeah, I love film there are no because when that's what's cool about uh, what's film school, I think, is when you can like, articulate why you like a movie. That was a big reason why I liked film school. It's like, I know I like this movie. Why? And then you go into film school and then, like, you learn everything. Like, I, know, like, I know everything. How many then, times like, do you, oh, well, you, you like it because of say his name, by the way? How many times? It's, it's less it than five. So I, I think it's five. Five. I think it's I think it's five, but I don't think he comes and kills you immediately. I think once you say it five times, he's able to come into your life, and then he can choose to kill you whenever. So yeah. if he says it five times, and the last one with a whisper, and that makes it so he can now start interacting with her. But and that's, again, that's the, that's the one with problem. In, but he interacts with the with first her kill. Set up. Sam Raimi's brother only says his name four times, and the girl says it one more time. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That, that is technically five times, but he's basically left alone, and because she says it once, she's murdered. Ah, but Andrew, that was also the retelling of someone 
of the story, so we don't yeah. know if Urban the actual moment. True. Urban I hope that like all duty. those things are intentional and it's not just sloppy writing. <laughs> like, and I'm not convinced. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not, yeah, that's uh, the thing. I don't know, and that's the beauty of it. I'm not sure. No, Helen it says it five times. The first time she says it, Bernadette only says it four. Uh huh. So she never. But she gets murdered by can. She gets murdered by Candyman because she goes and interacts with Helen. Hmm. So Candyman was with Helen. So I guess the thing I, I think what you're saying is that if you say it five times, only you can be affected. I think if you say it five times, Candyman oh, comes into your life and clearly, can affect other people in your life. Cl- clearly, um, Candyman is indiscriminate with his killings. It's whoever's around when he's when he's called. The more the more he kills, the more people speak of Candyman. The longer he lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be my victim. Yeah. Be my victim. Tweet what a fucking tweet. line. What a fucking I think line. Also, like, you you have no sympathy for him because he does try to kill the baby. He does try to kill the he baby. He becomes because he maybe. takes. Well, what do you mean maybe? <laughs> He puts I the mean, baby. Maybe, in maybe, maybe Helen is just fire. insane, and Helen um that's, was that's the along, other thing. and yeah, Helen look, put him in that room. Yeah, this whole thing could have just been Helen, man. Like, like, just saying. <laughs> because Helen summoned him, he has to spill innocent blood, so that the spirit will. I found um yeah. If anything, that the last like, kill, I found very interesting, just because um. She the the girlfriend never has blood on the knife, but she is carrying a huge fucking knife into the bathroom. Yeah, because now she's gonna get blamed for his murder, perpetuating the Helen man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know the the one before I forget the one thing that I I did not like is the most cliche thing that happens in a horror film. Um, for some reason, people are always they need to grab the murder weapon. And frame themselves. Yeah, like, like why? She shows up in a pool of blood. The first thing she grabs is the meat cleaver, and it's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then the police. She's, uh, she's I guess so. Yeah. And then the, the police just woke up and like I'm covered in blood. What I grab uh, the meat cleaver? It was a it was a hypnosis hangover. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Whatever. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You can say bring up anything, and there's a there's a enough of a counter argument like what you said is a very fair that's a fair point but it's like she feels like she has to it's just like just like fucking like just palm yeah. her greasy fingers all over that she's trying to piece it together she sees the knife it draws she's drawn to it just because and someone's yelling so like you know she's distraught and she's confused I, disorientated I guess my, like, my only beef is that it's it's a very cliche thing to do for sure. What, yeah. grab the knife? Yeah. Grab, right. grab the murder weapon when you're innocent. I mean, dude, yeah, she's panicking. Like, I don't know. I'm yeah. with him. I'm with her. Oh, I get it. It's just like, yeah. She wakes up surrounded yeah, that's by blood. Also, that was, that, I did not see that coming whatsoever. <laughs> There's yeah. the scene in the parking lot. You expect to go several ways. Either Candyman attacks and or kills her, and then we get to, Or she, I, you assume she's going to, like, Somehow getting the like, you're, she's like, someone's gonna come out. Candyman's gonna have to kill them, and while they're she, he's killing them, she gets away. That's your typical. Oh, scene. that would have been kind of cool. Well, that I was saying that's your typical. That's yeah, what you're right. happening in a Jason movie. I thought it was movie. gonna go. I thought it was gonna go a psycho route where like she she's the protagonist for the first half of the movie, and then we're introduced. Exactly. To, then he kills her. 
to her to her friend becomes like and then she begins then her her friend like starts she to is. investigate the rest of the movie but no we cut it's a hard cut to her in the bathroom in a pool of blood yeah yeah <laughs> yeah a lot of blood so i don't begrudge her for picking up the knife for not knowing what's going on because yeah, me as a like, viewer i didn't know what's going on <laughs> yeah i mean i don't blame her either it's like you don't know how you're going to react when you wake up in a pool of blood not in the place that you once were. Maybe the, murderer, maybe the murderer is outside. The person who has and the someone's, she didn't and do someone's it. screaming. It's like, you don't know. So I don't know. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's fucking well, great, great, great pick, Sean. This I'm is, so, yeah, I was actually I, really, I was really bummed you picked this, but now I'm really glad you picked this. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, how much traction, job. I'm surprised at how much traction I got out of it. And how much, like, I just, like, really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So who's picking next week? Ooh. Uh, I think it's one of you two. Maybe you, Jackson. I think it's me, yeah. Are we continuing horror? If you want. I don't care. We've only done two. But now it's November, so. Oh, so I I can pick anything, huh? Our Thanksgiving movies? (laughs) (laughs) Jingle All the Way is right around the corner. Oh, it's very true. We're going that time of year. All right, so we have a minute, so we're probably going to cut off any second. I'll pick, a, I'll pick a movie by... I swear to you, Carl. End of the day tomorrow. Jingle All the Way will be my first December pick. I'm going to be sick that week. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to pick just the special features. <laughs> the, the, the featurette. It's just a super coat of Carl's... Did you know that Sin, Sinbad and Arnold got along fine on set?